Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Is really a gossip oriented podcast but no some things are just too important to pass up and in this case i'm talking about <laughs> jimmy garoppolo's date last week with kiara mia who i am led to understand is a porn star she is an adult entertainer that is that is for certain Jimmy and I had an amazing dinner, and he treated me with so much respect and class. Honestly, we're friends, she told TMZ in an interview this weekend. Honestly, we're friends? Yeah. But if you watch the interview, there's a few more things. Like, she says she says that we'll have to wait and see if they're going to go out on any more dates. She also, here's another quote, I've never been a fan of football. I'm officially a fan of football. <laughs> I can promise the 49ers that they will make the Super Bowl and win because everything I touch turns to gold. That's it. It's all you need to know. It's amazing. He was the golden child. I mean, there was, he could do nothing wrong, but he figured it out. <laughs> he really did. It's like he looked at his image and he was like, I am known for being you know, clean cut, keep my head down, work hard. How can I screw that all up in one evening? And he centered on this. He's like, I got it. I got it. Well, I mean, also saying, back off, everybody. <laughs> like, I'm going to be me. Uh man. Yeah, that's that's a story. That's a story. We will uh, we will be watching that with bated breath. <laughs> you want to talk about the sports eclipse? The sports eclipse, yeah. And we discussed a little bit about whether this would be considered the sports solar or sports lunar eclipse. We're talking about the day after the MLB All-Star Game when none of the major leagues have a game. You know, I find it actually even more pronounced on years that there is a World Cup. I agree with that, yeah. Because you have your expectations ramped up. And when you have your expectations ramped up, you're just waking up and you're like, Ooh, what's going to be the big athletic event today and nothing. well yeah you're out there looking for some soccer stuff you're kind of curious about what's going on and and you know actually this week was really interesting because the the open the british open in golf was was about mm -hmm. to kick off too so they like really ramped up coverage for that and then you're just like no sports for an entire day I'm like wow the espies i guess yeah or i guess i'll watch cycling <laughs> Yeah, just not, yeah, I'm sorry, not enough to really hold my interest. <laughs> but it's nice, had a little time away, got to really recharge with the All-Star Game break. Is it? I, I got screwed up, I feel like, in my fantasy. Oh, 100%, I did as well. No, definitely. Like, I, I definitely felt like I had a big All-Star Game hangover, like, oh, I have to rotate my team, like, I've got to decide who to pick up, like, all these things. 
I was until last night. It was like, oh no, ad drops. Holy moly. Agreed. All right, this week on the pod, I'm going to introduce a new series that we kicked around. We developed some some new programming that we're pretty excited about. We're going to talk about some algorithms. And then in the second half, Eric's going to workshop a little bit of something that he's been setting up for the TGFBI, the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, how he's been setting up some scraping for, frankly, a pretty complicated outward-facing system. (laughs) So here we go. I'm here now to introduce the algorithmic challenge. I'm I'm willing to to listen to different titles. Oh my god. But what we're going to do is Eric and I are each going to pick we're going to we're going to pick one algorithm and in a given week we're both going to develop applications using some algorithm. I felt like I would pitch like an entire season of this and you were like, "How about we try 5?" I was yeah. like, Okay. All right. So I've got an idea for next season. <laughs> 52 weeks, 52 algorithms. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, you weren't super into that, but okay. I guess you don't fall asleep reading algorithmic books at night like I do. Nope. 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 Not, not right now. <laughs> All right. So here's the structure of what we're going to do. We're going to do five different algorithms. And I think we're going to do this on an every other week basis. And so we're going to try and do this. Just we're each going to design an application. It'll be the whole show, first half, second half. And the the key that I want to emphasize here is that I think we should use readily available data. So we should try and really design these so that people can plug them in themselves. Absolutely. AKA we should make this uh, done on fan graphs, essentially. I think that's our best bet. Yeah, and uh, okay. you know we'll Oogie we'll doogie. just subtly we'll just subtly encourage everybody who goes and hammers the Fangraphs servers with us to join them. Yeah, join Fangraphs. <laughs> All right, because you because you hemmed me in, I decided that I would I would be nice to you, and I'm I'm giving you six algorithms here and giving what? you veto power over one of them. Okay. <laughs> that seems like a fair thing, right? Um. So what I did is I I. I named sort of an overarching thing for the project, then I introduced that, then I said what the algorithm is, and then I tried to outline a goal for each one. So here's what I've got. Uh, reducing dimensionality is the, the problem title, using principal component analysis, and the goal is to understand which statistics are really driving the information, or which combinations of statistics. I like principal component analysis. Yeah, it's used a lot in... It's used a lot in um, remote sensing as a way to try to identify images, um, image content. Yeah. So it's something that that I'm familiar with, understand. Eigenvectors are pretty hot stuff. Pretty hot stuff. Well well said. All right. Uh, How about handling outliers, looking at some algorithms related to simple univariate outlier detection? The goal here is to identify and either include or exclude outliers. You had a you complained about this last week, so I thought I would throw this in there for us. No, I think that this is uh, this is something that I haven't done much of, which means that I probably should put my nose to the grindstone. <laughs> and as much as I like, I chafe at at statisticians just putting in simple into. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Into the title. It's like, come on, guys. You don't have to. It's not. So it's fine. You don't have to try to put put the word in there to, to change the 
the definition. It's like people that are like, well, why don't you just like put it through a, uh, I don't know, an artificial neural network. And it's like, okay, <laughs> okay, well, then, thank you. I'm not going to just say, do that. We can go just, just shove it. <laughs> I have to say you're not going to be a fan of the next one then. I want to, yep. I want to look at probability distributions and I want to use the, the simplest algorithm here. Their words, not mine. Naive Bayes. You feel better about naive? I mean, I really feel like you should have that tattooed on you somewhere. <laughs> That's probably true. We need t-shirts. Uh, so the goal here is to use this a really simple classification system. And I would like us to fully embrace the Bayesian way. I don't know. That has real veto potential in it. It is the one that gets vetoed. Yeah, I can feel it. All right. Next one. Making decisions, and the algorithm that I want to use is called the random forest algorithm. And this is in random forests are an example of an ensemble learner. And it's built on decision trees. So basically the goal is to take decision trees, which are essentially flowcharts, and try and beef them up using a, a specified algorithm. I, I like I like random forests and I've and I've used them to effect before. I think that they're somewhat intuitive they're like intuitive at a at a high level and then like actual implementation is nuts yes yep. <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about the implementation in a minute and then i want to talk a little bit about nonlinearity. i think sometimes we run into problems that we try and shove through a, a linear analysis and they're just not on some level and that is support vector machines and the goal here is to get our feet wet using a supervised regression tool so we can get more information out of our standard line fits, giving it a little bit more information in advance to get exponentially more information back. This one freaks me out personally. I've never used support vector machines. Interesting. Interesting that you decided to support vector machines here instead of artificial neural networks. After our time with T2, I thought that you would be a little bit more curious about them. <laughs> I No, I think I'm scared of it after our time with T2. Well, I mean, if we want to create our robot overlords, then what We want to get way? ahead. Yeah, you're right. We should get ahead. All right. And then time series analysis. Okay. All right. Cross-correlation. Because we have time series nature for the season. We don't just have to reduce ourselves to single to single numbers or season totals. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. Time series analysis. It's a good one. Time series analysis. As soon as you see like a couple of examples of it, like really basic ones of like seasonality of change, and then you like straighten that line out, and then you're like, holy shit, look at that. <laughs> we can't. Oh, we get rid of the seasonality of the, in the time series, and then all of a sudden we see that there's a straight line up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, That's my crazy. point. Yeah. That's what no, I want to do. Time series analysis when done correctly, and like, and it's pretty quick to actually see if you're, well, you know, if you're really kind of squeezing the stone, it's, it's not quick. But usually you can see pretty fast with time series analysis if you're making any hay. So, all right. I'm... A little bit, I think the two that I am a little bit concerned about, probability distributions, mm -hmm. naive Bayes, and non-linearity support vector machines, those are the two 
I don't know if you like, can I trade those two for an artificial neural networks? Ooh, you'd rather do an artificial neural net. So part of the reason that I gave you these options is because we're not ready. We're not just going to do this totally blind. We are going to use a, a pretty, um, some, some pretty good resources that we're both familiar with. Um, and we've got two books that are not that difficult to find. They're both offered by O'Reilly. One of them's online and free, and the other one is, is um, you can find a bunch of the examples. The first one is, and we'll post these, Jake Vanderplas's Python Data Science Handbook, which is free, um, and he's got some great, some great applications in it. And then there's also Wes McKinney's Python for Data Analysis, and we will be referencing specific parts of those as we as we work through them to give you some idea of where you can read up more on the algorithms themselves. Perfect. We're generally pretty good at offering subtle critiques of each other's work and setting goals for ourselves. This one pertains to making graphs. Yeah, so integer four, actually the start of this graph is 2012. <laughs> you, are you saying that because you just, you didn't like what my content from last week? <laughs> No, did you actually do that last yes, week? Yes, that was, that was last week. That is pretty typical. <laughs> Disregard what the label is for the x-axis. That's actually, um, that's runs. <laughs> Hold ourselves to a slightly higher production quality standard. The Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, a.k.a. TGFBI, is the experts league that we weaseled our way into. <laughs> Did we really weasel our way in? It was not hard. It wasn't like we had to fight for it. No, I mean we we sent uh here behind the behind the curtain, um we sent a link to our podcast, which I think to any unsuspecting person they take a look at it, they listen to it a little bit, sounds very professional. Go for it. <laughs> And that works. Uh, the Inventational is comprised of 13 leagues. Uh, each of those leagues is a 15-team Roto League, essentially. Um, the rosters have 14 active hitting slots, 9 active pitchers, and 5 reserves. It's a weekly format, fab processes, fab, free agent, auction bids. That is a term, right? Um, at least that's how I think of it. <laughs> uh that they those are every every sunday it's like the middle of the day sunday it is the hardest thing to remember um am i forgetting anything about the tgfbi no it's pretty straightforward i mean about once you get TGFBI. your head once you get your head around just how much data there is and just how many teams there are absolutely so we are well into the season and with as Mike says, there's a whole lot of data that we should have been diving into this whole year. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Like, even the draft, you have 195 teams that are saying, if you average out different draft, draft positions, it's like, that's a really good sample to say, like, this is where 195 people decided to draft Manny Machado. This is where they drafted Bryce Harper. This is where they drafted or did not draft Whitmerfield. <laughs> Still Just the burns same, you, it? <laughs> same level of players. So now that we're well into the season, I thought it was time for that deep deep dive, uh, the data deep dive. Um, 
we're sitting at seventh in our league in league number eight out of 15. And then overall, we're at 86. So squarely in the middle, Mike. That is smack dab in the middle. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did we make a, did we make a goal for ourselves at the beginning of the season? I feel like top half is a reasonable goal. I think we want to be top third. Top third. Okay. So we want to move up two spots in in our league and 20 mm-hmm. spots overall, 30 spots overall. Yes. Yeah, if we get up to um if we get up under what 75? Oh, 195, it's like 60. 65. Yeah. I mean between 65 and 75. Better than that. Better than top 70. Let's get top right. five, top 70. That's respectable. Top seven or seventh in our league and 86th overall suggests that our league's a little bit stronger than the the average. A little bit. It is. Um, it's actually pretty balanced. There are a few teams that are like totally out of it, but otherwise it's like the top of the like top 12 teams are, are like pretty competitive and pretty active. Nice. Are there dead teams in the league? There, yeah. Ah. Unfortunately. Uh, that is unfortunate. I hope they don't get invited yeah, back. Uh, new team 15. Yeah, I don't think that... The, <laughs> I don't know who that is, but <laughs> they uh, really didn't take it seriously, I guess. Man, new team 15. Come on, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is a full season roto, though, so we have plenty of plenty of time to make noise. that's right um the let the i mean full season roto is nuts in september we have until the end of the season we have I mean, there's a lot of minors call-ups yeah, we have the trade a, deadline there's a whole lot to, to happen there's a lot that happens there are some guys that have less than five five dollars in fab what we started with a thousand I don't even I don't there, even know what to say to that. There are zero dollar bids though, which I do not like. <laughs> I shudder to think of the players that they're gonna get with zero dollar bids. <laughs> well, uh, one of the guys that was got by uh, I think it's I don't know how it's pronounced, but Smata I think, um, Kirby Yates. Wait, not not last week. No, June twenty fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be about right. You're like, I don't yeah. know who this guy is. I think, yeah, yeah, that's that sounds right. All right, so I have so up in GitHub we have the the script to do all the scraping. Now, analysis. Um, let's do a quick tete a tete here about what we want to accomplish. I like that you have a three stage goal here, three mm-hmm. stage sets of goals. So the first one, and we talked about this before. What types of teams are successful? One of the advantages of having, you know, I don't know, let's call it 180 active teams is that we can <laughs> we can start to discern what the different strategies are that people have have adopted for their teams. Which leads us into the second point, which is we want to figure out what the the individual components, the the composition of the players that actually make it work. And then third, we want to use this for our nefarious purposes and find weaknesses that we can exploit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm excited to to really 
jump into this next week with yeah. uh, with I don't know simple univit univariate outlier <laughs> detection. <laughs> yeah, thanks for digging in. I'll uh, I'm I'm excited that you committed something. I'm ready to get on that. All right, you about ready to wrap this sucker up? Yeah, give me the craft beer check-in. You just relocated, so the whole craft beer scene is totally different. Wow, it is all, all New England IPAs. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, a little bit of griping here from you. you know, no griping from me. I hop forward, hazy, milkshake. These are all words that I... Pff, I'm not ready to describe my beer as. We'll get you tasting the difference between Galaxy and Citra before you know it. I don't know which one Galaxy is, but I know that I can tell Citra. I can pull it out. But if Galaxy is like a high, a like hybrid offshoot of Citra, then I'm probably not going to know it. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe we'll have to organize a taste test. All right. You want to talk about accents? I do. Uh, you know, tech is out here trying to solve many great problems, and they might have they might have had a breakthrough in one of one of our longstanding arguments, which is trying to figure out which American accent is the most understandable. I do not like this. <laughs> well, what the thing that I actually find interesting is the divide between Google and Amazon. So the Washington Post went very, out very interesting, yeah, and set pitted google and amazon against each other based on a variety of of u.s accents so they said you know western midwest eastern and southern and they tried to figure out which one was the the machine understood the best i gotta say i feel more like a, a google man based on this um i i gotta say i want to I want to have a talking to with a data scientist at the Washington <laughs> Post right now because this does not seem like a good way to set up your test. And also, <laughs> what the hell? Eastern U.S.? What does that mean? Washington, D.C. up to Maine? No. I <laughs> oh, I see. We need more granularity. Well, I think if you if you read a little bit about the study, they, had, they, had, um, they only had 100 people across 20 cities. 100 people. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That is not enough. <laughs> I need anyway, to know more. The only reason that I like I accept Google more is because they accept Midwestern accents more than they accept Eastern accents. I, I thought this was very interesting that Amazon did so well with Southern accents. I think I mean so much of this is gonna have to do with what sort of training set they set this up on because it's definitely a big machine learning thing happening under the hood. Well, I, and this you you didn't add this into our um, algorithms either. Self-organizing maps yes. are often yep. used for um, for voice recognition. How do you like <laughs> how do you like this job ad? Yeah, you gave me you you sent me this job ad to go and work with the Milwaukee Brewers. You could be the data engineer for baseball operations. Just reading the text in this is so painfully tech <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty funny i mean they don't i'm a number one i'm surprised the milwaukee brewers even have a data operate baseball operate data engineer baseball operations i'm surprised that they even have that that position um let alone already their that person's boss <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true as well. It's it's really interesting. Um, <laughs> I mean, just everything about this job posting is is really funny. All right, that about brings it to the review session. Gataka, Gataka. Was it everything you thought it would be? That was a good movie. A little bit. I'm glad that I had enough time to like sit and think about it. Not like yes. a you couldn't just watch it any any old time like you could with the Indiana Jones or the Back to the Future, and it wasn't so time specific like um, Independence Day. <laughs> but it was it really it's still a really good movie. Man, you have to think about this on so many levels. But yeah, actually, so your question, your statement about it being still a really good movie. How many years do you think it'll take before this? feels outdated because it it doesn't really 20 years later feel that outdated and they did a really good job on a lot of the stuff like the um even though the cars all looked really dated they had it i mean those are like electric cars right yes yeah and like the attire was all very dated but also in a way they like kind of did these throwback outfits that like you see a lot of kind of now, like the styling of things, the computers mostly, I mean, it tells you that they were right, that the keyboards wouldn't fucking change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I think to me it was that they showed, they showed a lot of non-specifics like they, you know, everything the, they really focused on the story and not the, prop aspect of things they were very good at that and they were able to wash away like the since when did anybody look at anyone's picture anyways on like the ids there are many tidbits that i like in the movie but the one where you go and get someone sequenced i like that i love that tidbit that is pretty invasive (laughs) yeah it really is but you could you could do that right now without trying too hard yeah, I guess so. But I mean, would you, you wouldn't have the level of information that they had. No, 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 no. I mean, that, that makes it interesting to figure out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really does. I really do wonder when the technologies will outstrip this. And that's the key point for when it becomes outdated. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they're, because I thought about this because they say the line, like there's seven or eight rocket launches a day. And like you watch the way the rockets take off and it's like, whoa, <laughs> that does not look right. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's how the rocket launches are going to look when it's <laughs> seven or eight a day. Yeah. And so, so then I was wondering, but like there will be a point eventually where, okay, there are seven or eight a day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while. And it really, I think that I, I think we have to do this. Life of Brian. Ooh, what a choice. So good. Such a good movie. All right, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.